You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is June 24th, and on Saturday, Atlanta United will travel to Canada to play Toronto. Kickoff is 7.38 for that game. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Before we get into previewing the game, I want to pass on my condolences to the family of Graham Tutt, who died yesterday. For those new to Atlanta, Graham was a, a legendary soccer figure in the community with the Chiefs uh, as a goalkeeper with the indoor teams, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. I went and interviewed him for something uh, in like 2010, and uh, he remembered me from when I was a little kid because he and my dad played on a couple of teams together and played against each other after he retired as a professional. Remember my parents um, would always ask about them we converse sometimes on social media. Just a really, really good guy, gone way too soon. Um, so again, my, my condolences are with the Tut family. Uh, fantastic family, fantastic man, and uh, God bless. So, switching back to Atlanta United, they're going to play Toronto at BMO Field tomorrow. This is a game that Atlanta United is not very good on the road, as most of you know, or has it got results on the road, I should say, as most of you know. Um, but Toronto is not a very good team at all. They have given up some of the most goals in Major League Soccer, 29. Their expected goals is like 33 allowed. So they should consider themselves fortunate that they've only allowed 29. Just not a very good team from the midfield back. The offense is great. The, the offense is, you could argue, one of the best in the league. Jesus Jimenez, seven goals, three assists. Alejandro Pozuelo, four goals, three assists. Jonathan Osorio, three goals, three assists. But it's that back, that back line, the goalkeeping, the midfield, that slow, that can't cover space, and that if Toronto tries to press Atlanta and Atlanta United gets the ball and breaks lines, Toronto is going to be in big, big trouble. Joseph Martinez and Luis Araujo are forming a fantastic partnership. Martinez was very complimentary of Ronaldo Cisneros last week, saying he makes movements that cause defenses trouble and helps helps out Martinez. Brooks Lennon talked about yesterday how his chemistry with Arhujo is really, really developing because they're now kind of learning how each other moves, and the way Arhujo moves into space gives Lennon time to put in some good crosses. He was unlucky that he didn't get one turned in for a goal last week. Toronto could be in trouble. 
And Atlanta United needs to get three points from this game because it then goes to Red Bull and then goes to NYCFC, which I don't believe they've ever won at either place in a regular season game. They haven't even scored at Red Bulls. That's not, uh, that's not very good. So Atlanta United needs to get three points from this one because right now they're on the wrong side of the playoff line heading into this longest road stretch of the season. The five stripes are in ninth place with 19 points. They trail seventh place Charlotte by just one point. But they're six points away from Orlando in the fourth place spot, which comes with a home playoff seed. And only five points ahead of last place Chicago. So they're closer to the bottom than where they want to be. And they're already eight points behind NYCFC for first place in the East. Now, right now, the goal should be trying to get a home playoff game. But you got to do that just by three points at a time and try to climb over all these teams, Cincinnati, Charlotte, New England, Montreal, that are ahead of them right now. It's going to be a tough go. But the team got some reinforcements this week. Uh, a new goalkeeper in Raul Godinho and a new center back in Parata. So we asked Gonzalo Pineda about those two new signings. Well, there are two positions that obviously we needed. Uh, we need reinforcements there. Uh, Goudinho is a goalkeeper with a lot of experience for his age. He played in Europe. Uh, he played in Mexico in a big club like Chivas. So we think he can be the right fit for, for that position to compete. Uh, he has a good size. He goes well for, for the long crosses and all that. So I think that's a plus. Uh, and about uh, Juan Jose uh, Sanchez Purata, he is a center back that plays out from the back very well. Uh, he's a strong, he's very strong, even though he's not super tall, he's, he has a good body to jump in the air. He's very good in the aerial duels, uh, so he has a lot of the attributes that we want for a center back here. And as you all know, Atlanta United has had a lot of trouble defending set pieces this year. By my count, they've allowed nine goals in all competitions. Godinho is 6'5", 6'6". Uh, Parata is, is, I think he's like six feet. He's fairly tall. Um, so we asked Pineda if part of the scouting regarding these two players were how good they were defending set pieces. Yeah, of course, it's part of it. It's part of it, of course. When, when you look at that, yes, you want players that can deal with that, but it's, it doesn't change the fact that when we put Marceline on the field, Luis Araujo, Thiago, uh, we're kind of a smaller there, right? Uh, just by size. And we have Brooks, even though he goes well in mm-hmm. the air, he's not super tall and stuff like that. So it doesn't change too much. I mean, we have Alan Franco and George Campbell that are taller and mm-hmm. they go well in the air. I mean, the position won't change that much. We will still have two good aerial dual winners, uh, center backs, right? So uh, uh, it's not exactly the main point, but obviously it helps that both are good on that. Now, the other news from Pineda's press conference on Thursday, it's not really a press conference, it's more a stand-around conference, uh, was I asked him if there were any more signings incoming. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, this this time is sensitive at times. It's not good to talk because what if it doesn't come? What if? What if? maybe two or three. I mean, you never know. So we will see. We are, they are working on that. I know that they're working very hard on, on something else. Want to hit at what position it might be? Uh, no. There, there, <laughs> I, I mean, there, there are some positions that we're looking at. It's okay. not just one. That's why I cannot trim it down for you. I laugh because Pineda always gets so visibly nervous when we ask him about signings um, in, in a good way. You know, he's, he's a good guy. My guess is the team is looking for a fullback 
because they really only have three healthy ones right now and possibly maybe a winger though. I think they're kind of stacked at, at wing. It may just be just a, a depth piece or a leadership piece that they're looking for, uh, particularly at, at defensive midfield right now. Um, he did say it's going to be possibly an under 22 signing. And I'm going to get into who that might be in the mailbag portion. Um, we asked Pineda, what's the key to beating Toronto? I think Bob Bradley is a coach that likes the intensity, that likes to play uh, always in a certain way that tries to dictate the tempo of the games, whether it's the high pressure, the good possession, disrupting lines, breaking lines through the middle. They have obviously the quality to play all those styles, all those tendencies, and I think it's going to be a very intense match where I think our ability to disrupt their high pressure is going to be tested and it's going to be the first game out of many that probably most of the teams, they kind of drop back and play a lower block. I don't think that's going to be the type of game we're going to face against Toronto. So we have to be ready to really be good in possession and disrupting lines. And that's going to be the test for our team. Uh, obviously, our ability to connect with our front four uh, talented players, I think, is going to be key as well and uh, how much... Uh, good quality chances we can create out of our our combinations in the final third. Now, Emerson Hyman started uh, his first two games this season last week in the friendly against Pachuca and then the win against Miami. Uh, Mateus Uzetu was dealing with some tired legs, according to Pineda. So uh, Sam asked uh, Pineda, why, why start Hyman? Well, the decision was because he's a freaking good player. He's a freaking good player. He's a very good connector. Uh, I really like... Uh, Emerson as a connector in that part of the field and his ability to again receive in those areas and then being able to play in between the lines is just is just fantastic to me so that's the number one decision is because he's a good player number two I mean Rosetto was carrying on after the game in Columbus some tightness in the in the in the legs and some heavy legs and we prefer not to risk anything with him uh, now he's been training two weeks on the row like uh, full intensity and that so now it's again in discussions to, to be back. But I think, again, center mids is another position that I have a lot of competition. As you mentioned, we have Santi, we have Ivara, we have Rosetto, we have Emerson, we have Amar. Uh, Tyler can also compete in that position. So we feel like we have a lot of good midfielders there. So I, I feel at, at this point that anyone I can put in the lineup is going to perform at the very highest standard. Uh, Brooks Lennon was another player we got to speak with yesterday, and we asked him about the team's confidence after beating Pachuca and then following that up with the uh, shutout of Miami, its third shutout this season. Yeah, I think the good thing about this this roster and this squad this year is no matter what has happened with injuries or results or whatever, we've kind of stayed um, you know, steady. I don't think we've gotten too low when... when when things have got, gone down and we haven't gotten too high when, when we've de- uh, been doing well. So, um, you know, we, we've had the same exact uh, mentality throughout the season and now uh, we're, ju- we're just kicking into a next gear because, um, you know, we're trying to climb up that, that table. And we also got to speak with Godinho, who came across as a really, really nice guy. Uh, he knows a little bit of English. Um, he didn't answer in English, but he knows a little bit of English. He's just a large man. Um, so we asked, or I asked him, what his goals are with Atlanta United. I think as a group, you know, this, this is a team that has a lot of quality. So uh, our goal is, is always to compete for a championship. 
uh, and then on a personal level, just to, to be ready whenever the whenever Gonzalo and, and the team needs me, uh, just to be there for, for whatever that is. Now he can't play, uh, neither can Prata, until July 7th when the transfer window opens. So their first opportunity to play for Atlanta United would be uh, the home game against Austin. I asked uh, Godinho because of his height uh, if he's going to be able to help the team defend set pieces better than it has. Yeah, that's something that we have to work on. I think we need to take advantage of the, the qualities of, of each guy, um, and, and we're going to continue to work on that. Um, uh, but, of course, you know we, we know that that's something we can work on, and, and I'm here to help however the team needs me. All right. We're going to go to a break and come back with a mailbag. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution keeps you informed on the news that matters to you. And now for a limited time, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the AJC for just 99 cents. That includes all of our Atlanta United coverage, plus sports, politics, investigations, breaking news, dining, and more for less than a buck. It's our best offer of the year for the best journalism in Atlanta. Go to subscribe.ajc.com podcast to get unlimited digital access for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast, so you always know what's really going on. Didn't get a lot of questions in the mailbag this week. Uh, we got two, and I'll get into those right now. Lush asks, with Pineda hinting that more signings are, are to come, what positions do you feel they need to fill? Well, they need to get a fullback, as I said before. I think they probably want a veteran defensive midfielder because they're still relatively young in that area. Franco Albara, Santi Sosa. Are, are the two, and they're both uh, 24 years or younger, I believe. And is Matthew Hoppy still on the cards? This is this is one that's been out there forever. Um, Hoppy even tweeted last night he needs to go to a place where he's going to get more playing time, and that's why I don't understand why he would be interested, if he is at all, in coming to Atlanta United. He is a striker or a winger, and the team is already loaded we're not loaded, but Joseph Martinez appears to be back and playing better than at any point in the past two years at striker. If he's not available, Renato Cisneros still leads the team with four goals. He's looked good. On the wings, you've got Araujo, a DP. You've got Marcelino Moreno, a former DP. You've got Tiago Almada can play on the wing, a former DP. I just I don't know why Hoppy would come here. I don't know why how he would get more playing time. Um but maybe it's a depth piece. Maybe the team is planning on moving somebody out. Um, I don't know. It, I just it doesn't make sense to me. DKB, a fellow Carrolltonian, says since we're almost halfway through the season now, 
Who do you see finishing with the most goals and most assists on the team by the end of the season? Hmm. I think it's a pretty good question. I like that question. Uh, I'm going to say Araujo with more goals and Almada with the most assists. Um, I think Moreno is going to compete, uh, probably come in second in both categories. Uh, he's really been playing well. Um, there's a, been a, a little bit of a regression, in my opinion, in terms of the dribbling versus passing the past couple of games after a really good stretch of passing and moving in the previous games. But he's contributing a lot to the team right now. So he's going to compete, I think, in both categories. And the last question, in your opinion, what do you see happening with Joseph when his contract runs out next year? Extension, TAM player, or sold? Well, he's still got quite a few games to prove to the team that he is a DP caliber player, and I think we'll figure that one out a little bit closer uh, to the time of, of the deadline. He wants to stay in Atlanta. He said he wants to stay in Atlanta. He'll stay here for as long as they want him. He just got to produce, uh, and I don't think it's going to be a problem. His knee appears fine. Uh, in training yesterday, he made a play that I don't think he would have even attempted in the past, it was a, a running header. He, he leapt off his right leg, which is the one that required the surgery. I thought that was a really positive sign for him. Now he's just got to keep getting his fitness and his chemistry going with his teammates. But I think you're going to see a better Joseph uh, the rest of the season. All right, this is going to wrap up this Southern Fried Soccer podcast. Again, condolences to the Tut family. He was a great man. Hug your loved ones. Communicate with your loved ones. Y'all take care. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mm-hmm.